Let's just pray together. Our Lord Jesus Christ, we ask that you be with us this morning, that your Holy Spirit be upon us and that we may understand how when we worship together, we sing your praises and we lift your name on high. So this morning, encourage us, challenge us to worship more openly and fully and more truly to praise who you really are. We ask this in the name of our Lord and Saviour, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're starting our new series on looking at, and we've called it Together in Song. So we're actually going to be looking at worship songs and church singing and why we do it. And over the five weeks within July, we're also going to be releasing a new song. You may know two of them already because we've been doing that, but we're releasing them out into the rest of the world to let them go, fly, be free kind of thing. (laughs) But actually getting out into the world so other people can use them and be a part of their worship experience. But today I want to start with, with asking you this question. Why do we sing in worship? Before you answer it, I know you're itching to answer it right now. I can see the hands going up. Nobody wants to answer that. There you go. There you go. Why are we singing worship? I want to ask you this question before we do it. How good is your memory? Oh, that's got you going now, hasn't it? How many people have got great memories? Photographic. Can remember everything. No? No? Do you remember what we did last week? Do you remember what I preached on last week? Good. We've got a few people. How many people are honest enough to go, I don't remember what we preached on? There you go. At least a few of us can, can say that. How about, I'm going to go really hard at How about, how many can remember what I preached about last month? Which Sunday? Which Sunday, yeah. <laughs> We've been working hard at trying to remember all of this. We've been reinforcing it. How about last year? Well, that's just way too hard, isn't it? You know? But for some people, you know, they have these photographic you know, memories that they can remember these kind of details. I was here on this day and this was said and this happened. How many of you remember scripture? There's a few people. Some people. You can remember some, but not everybody actually remembers scripture very well. See, the thing is, when we sing, when we sing in worship, we actually are, on the whole, remembering scripture. We're actually placing scripture into our brains. Have you noticed that? Let me, let me give you a reason why it's so different when we sing the worship songs that we have, whether they be hymns or whether they be... Um, choruses or whether they be um, the new songs that um, are around now and that we are presenting as well, let me give you a reason why that starts to put scripture into your brain and why we remember. Have you noticed that when you, um, when you start hearing the line of a tune, the musical notes of the tune, the melody, I think that's the right word, isn't it? There you go, the melody. So you can tell I'm not musical in that regard. The melody of the tune, the melody of the song, 
the words start coming flooding back. Have you noticed that? You know, you hear the, you, and you may not have heard the, that piece of music for years and years and years, and yet the melody comes in, and what happens? You start, you, the words just come right to you. Why is that? Well, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of reasons why um, our brains remember music in such a way, and especially the words that are associated with it. it it's really got to do with the, the way we, we process audible, audible memory. We kind of separate the melody and the words, and we store them separately. And so that's why when you try to think of the lines of a, of a song, you don't always get it, because you're trying to remember the words. But as soon as that melody kicks in, it triggers your brain to remember the words. And that's why it's so important for us to really cotton on to why we're singing. A couple of other things and a couple of other reasons. I'm going to give you a few reasons. They're going to go on the screen. One of the, one of the reasons why we remember things that are put to music is, is, first of all, because of repetition. How many times have we repeated singing the same song over and over again? And if it's like a popular song that's uh, on, on the TV or on the radio or in ads, what happens is we hear it and we hear it and we don't even know, realise that we're actually listening to that piece of music and it starts to get in there. A friend of mine call it, kind of calls it an earworm. It kind of, you know, the sound gets there and it starts to crawl in and be a part of it and so we remember what it is. But it's that repeated exposure to the music and to the lyrics that helps us retain the information about it. So you may I wonder why that it's so important for us to, to repeat the songs that we sing. Because it puts it in our memory. The other thing that um, causes us to remember is emotions. So we have um, certain emotions when we listen to music. How many people have sung you know, um, one of the, the classic um, hymns, stirring hymns over the years? Amazing Grace. Does that kind of bring emotion back out into you? Or were you there, completely the other end of the kind of spectrum, and, you know, that Good Friday hymn, and it brings you that sense of emotion with it, and you can hear the words, you can hear the music, and they start coming out along. It all puts it into our brains. It all puts it into our memory, and that's really important. And the third reason why we, we remember music better than we remember any sermon is because we sing along. Maybe I should get you to sing along with my sermons. You might remember it better. How's that? No? No. I don't think you really want to do that. But see, when we sing, and this is what's so important, when we sing, we actually put it into motor memory. It's actually, it's like riding a bike. You know, you, once you learn how to do it, it stays within there. It almost... Um, subconsciously comes out and when we sing that repetition, that going over it, it comes out and we remember the, the information. We remember the words. Having said all this, when we sing our hymns, when we sing our songs, it actually places scripture into our memories. And this is a great thing. But this only happens when the songs that we sing are actually based upon scripture. So if we're singing songs that really aren't scriptural, then we're not placing scripture in our brains, are we? We're not helping us remember 
the words of Scripture in our lives. So we're going to explore this week. When we sing in church, we often sing what's known as creedal songs, songs that have a creed. In other words, what do we believe in? These talk about faith. These talk about what we believe as Christians. And believe it or not, we're sung two already this morning that are really very much songs that are creeds. The first song right up, and let, let, let me, it's God So Loved the World, and it's by Hillsong Worship. Let me put it up on the screen for you. Just, just one of the verses. Let's have a look at it. For God so loved the world. You know, that's a, that's a statement of, of faith. It's a statement, an article of faith about who God is. For God so loved the world. That what happened? That he gave his only son. Can you, can you, do you know what piece of scripture this is coming from? Anybody can give it to me? John 3.16, isn't it? So what are we doing when we're singing this song? What are we doing? We're singing scripture, aren't we? This is one of the new worship songs that we have around the place. So important to sing scripture. And whoever believes will not perish. They shall have eternal life. What a wonderful statement. It's, it's also a statement of creed. It's what we believe in. We believe that God loved the world. We believe that he gave Jesus Christ his one and only son. We believe that whoever believes in Jesus Christ will not perish. We believe that we will have eternal life because of Christ. It's a statement of what we believe. It's a wonderful way of putting this into your head. And it's important that we continue to sing. What about Lord Jesus Christ? Lord Jesus Christ, you have come to us. You are one with us. So what what is this? It's a statement about Jesus coming down to earth and being a part of of who we are, living our life. So we talk about Jesus as as being incarnate. I'm now pulling out theology here. So being a person, being fully God but being fully a person. So he's here with us. And we say that he was Mary's son. And why was God here cleansing our souls from all our sins? Pouring your love and goodness in. Jesus our Lord, for you we sing, living Lord. So we're ascribing that that Jesus, even though he's died, he's, he's been resurrected and he's continuing to live. God continues to live through Jesus Christ. He's shown us love. He's poured love upon us. He's cleansed us of all sins. Great words, aren't they? Yes? Oh, because if you said no, we were cutting that out of the repertoire, weren't we? So you've got to respond. If there's, if there's no response, I'll take it as a no. So, and we won't sing that song ever again because you don't like it. A good song? Yeah. Much better, much better. See, the thing is, when we have a look I'm glad you're getting with me there. (laughs) When we look at music, when we look at the statements and articles of faith, we can actually go, and I don't want to go through so many, because we could just just delve into the hymns, we could just delve into all the new songs that we are singing, and we could actually just pick so many of them that have the statements and articles of faith. But I can hear some of you saying, but sometimes the creeds, 
they're not in the Bible. You know, an article of faith, one of, one of the articles of faiths is the Apostles' Creed. And, and we, we tossed up whether we were going to sing the Apostles' Creed. Um, and we were thinking about it, and then we no, 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 let's, let's actually pick some of the ones that we choose rather than trying to just go out there. But there are, there, there's, there's hymns out there that sing the Apostles' Creed. I won't sing it. You just don't want me to sing that. That's, that's fine. But the Apostles' Creed, and some people argue, but it's not found in Scripture. You can't go and point to the verse and say, this is the Apostles' Creed as it's written. But here's the point. If you actually look at the Apostles' Creed, and I'm going to put it on the screen for you, it references Scripture. It references the statement of who we are, and you've got it in your talk notes, the Apostles' Creed. It actually references here, and this is going to be a really big list for you. So it starts off with, I believe, and you can actually point to, to Scripture reference about your belief in God. Our belief in God and the Father Almighty. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. A statement of faith. Found in Scripture, as we can see in there, in Psalms 98, verse 27, or Matthew 7, verse 11, 2 Corinthians 6, 18, we can see the Scripture there, talking about these. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son. What are we, what are we saying here? A creed is a statement about the foundations of what we believe. A creed is a statement that is found in Scripture. These scriptural references point to us where we can find these. They're just not made up. They're actually bringing the articles of faith into a, into a single statement. So I believe in God the Father Almighty. I believe in a God that creates heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, who is our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Notice this is, this is talking about the Christmas story here now. Who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. So talking about the birth of Christ coming to, into the world. All of these scriptures are up on the screen. These are scriptural things. Suffered under Pontius Pilate. So moves on into, uh, you know, th this is just a short statement. It doesn't talk about the life of Jesus. It talks about his birth and it talks about his death. Suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried and descended to the dead. You know, we can look up scripture and find the references for all of these statements. And when we sing creeds, we reinforce the articles of faith that we have. It places it within our head and we remember who we are as a Christian. And the Apostles', the Apostles Creed continues on. And on the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. Now, this, this, this is actually a really big thing. 
this is actually talking about what Christ has done for us and he's risen and that there will be a point of judgment. We often think that you can go whatever way you like, but the reality is Christ is the only way for salvation. Christ is the only way for eternal life. And we say this when we, when we say the creeds. This is a statement of what it means for us. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Notice this. I believe in the Father, I believe in the Son, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Catholic Church, and I'm using the the ecumenical version here, the Catholic Church meaning the, the universal church, the church throughout the world, the church that proclaims Jesus Christ as the risen Lord. So I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So what I want us to do, before we go too far, now I've given you all the Apostles' statement, all the Apostles' creed on a sheet. Let's all stand for a moment. Because when we, when we you know, there's some kind of gravitas there is when we, when we come and stand. I want us to say together the Apostles' Creed to reinforce this within to our own psyche. So let's say together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen indeed. What a statement of faith, isn't it? Let's be seated. I'm not going to make you stand anymore. But isn't isn't it amazing when we say that, we start realising who we are. We start realising what is important about being a Christian. We start realising what our faith is. And when we put this to music, when we put our articles of faith, our statements of faith, when we put scripture into music, it sinks into our brain and it becomes a part of who we are. Now I'm going to invite Kerry and Caleb to come up the front. And they're going to introduce one of our songs for us. Okay, so Our God Who Can, uh, Caleb and I wrote that together. And we started with the idea of, of wanting to write a song for all of us. It was before we'd combined and when we were still at the 9am and the 10.30 service. And we thought, well, one of the differences between the services was the music. So wouldn't it be nice if we had a song that was our song as a community of believers that was just something special for us that we could join in with together? <laughs> so Caleb and I started to write a song and... And we started with the idea of New Beginnings because, well, that's our name, New Beginnings, but it also reflects... It also reflects the fact that God gives us a new beginning. 
When we accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour, we, we are new creations and we are a new beginning in our life. And so we've taken that on as our name for our community, for our church. But also for us, I felt that with the 9am and the 10.30 combining, it was a new beginning for all of us. And so we were trying to write a song that reflected the idea that this is a new beginning and let's go forward. And um, so in the chorus, it says, no more I look behind me, which is also a very important um, step of faith. Do not look at the past, do not look at what I've done in the past, do not look at all my sins and all the things that I might be ashamed of, but to look to God. And so we don't look behind and the things that we did in the past, but we look to our Lord and Saviour who is going ahead of us because all your goodness is before me. All the goodness of God is in front of me and that's where I want to go. And then the simple statement, I lift my hands, reaching out in faith. So God is the one who seeks us, but I need to also reach out towards him and accept his grace, accept his mercy, accept his love. And the idea of being just completely lost in the love of God as we sing and worship him because he is the great I am. There's no one like our God. And we began to think of the nature of God, who he was like and the God that we worship and the fact that he seeks us fiercely and I don't think that's a word that's been used ever before to talk about God. But it's a really positive thing that God does for us because it's not like he's casual about it. Oh, who will become a Christian today in the world? He's not casual about it. He's determined. He's committed. He's fierce about it. It's something that he purposefully desires in his heart, so much that he sent his son for us. So God is fierce in finding us. And there's nowhere that we can run from God. There's nowhere we can hide. And we think we're concealed in the shadows, but God shines his light and there I am. And then of course he's given us his word, which is it's such a gift to us to know the Bible and to keep, to keep reading his word and understand what it means. And, you know, it's so lovely that the Apostles' Creed there has got so much scripture underneath it as a foundation for our statements of faith. And it's a lamp unto our feet. That's how we know what to do. That's how we make decisions, by reading the word and seeking God. And he's always beside us. And our new beginning is complete. And then, of course, our response. I offer you my life, a living sacrifice, which comes from Romans. But it's, the purpose is to show the world God's abundant grace. And we're not going to fear, and we're not going to hide who we are, and we're not going to turn our eyes from God. We are going to keep our stride and run the race. This is our purposeful decision to follow God, Put one foot in front of the other, each day after day, whatever happens, and be determined to follow the God who loves us so fiercely. And so that's what the, is behind the song, My God Who Can. I like it when Kerry talks first, because she covers most of the ticks. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, and, and I think 
part of, I've been more invited, I guess, to talk about why we're focusing on songwriting as a church. Um, and part of what this song is, My God Who Can, is its ownership. Uh, when we're writing it for our church, it's actually ours, like Kerry was saying. Uh, but the point of songwriting is um, we actually live in a contemporary world, right? And so we need to be real with the message that we're giving out. The message of today isn't the same as what it was 100 years ago or what it wasn't 150 years ago. That's not to say that the messages in those times 150 years ago are irrelevant. That's still real, just like the Bible's real living today. It's, the messages still speak to our situation, but it's not actually maybe what the main crises are at the moment. So point one of songwriting is actually that we're making a real and relevant message to actually what the modern world is seeking today. The second thing is uh, language. I don't think I've ever come into someone, unless we're being silly, and said, how art thou today? (laughs) You know? Uh, Greatest is thine divine life at the moment, or whatever, you know? But the point is, we don't use the same words that we use. Again, that doesn't mean that they don't bring power, but it's in its isolation that it brings the power. And so actually when we're singing our songs, I think they need to be in a language that we're actually speaking, especially if our intention is to go out and be delivering these messages to people beyond our walls that don't understand necessarily some of the imagery that we use. And so we need to have real language. The language needs to be actually something that's understood. The next point I have about songwriting is that it actually reveals God in a different way. You know, I don't think, if we ever get to the point when we think that we can, we've seen all the different dimensions of God, then you've missed the point of actually what it is to be in the presence of God. You know, he's just beyond all our understanding. And if, when we continue to write new music and write new worship songs... Hopefully, you're also coming to a place yourself where you can see this different aspect of God. The analogy is sort of like a diamond, you know. Every time you turn it in the light, it reflects, reflects, refracts, retracts. Yeah, it does all these things with light. (laughs) So you're turning it, but you always see a different aspect of it. Right? And so it's the same, I think, when it comes to songwriting. We're continually putting ourselves with a different angle of the diamond so that we can see a different aspect of God. Another thing uh, that it does is it removes complacency. For example, you can recite a Bible verse, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, and the Word was with God. But all I've done is recited a Bible verse. It doesn't actually mean that I've let that Bible verse touch me. But when you read a verse that you haven't read for maybe five, ten years, or maybe it's just, you know, you've only just come across it even, you go, wow. And you actually have to think about it. And so what, it, what happens when we introduce a new song, or we do a new song, is it actually then makes us stop and become thinking in our time of worship. We're engaged and we're not disconnected. And in the words of Simon, why are we doing songwriting? Because it's good. <laughs> so that's that's my take on songwriting. So we now what we're going to do is we're going to um, we're going to play you the.
the new version of My God Who Can. So Caleb and Kerry have been working hard to hone it and get it into a, a really good place. So we're going to put it on the screen, and what I want you to do is I want you to uh, listen. I want you to let it sink into your, your life and hear the words and let them speak to you today. God who seeks me fiercely, there is nowhere I can run. In the shadows I am concealed, your light shines and there I am. My God who is grace and truth, the only one free to judge. Your mercy flows free to me. Forgiving me my sin once more No more I look behind me For all your goodness before me I lift my hands, reach out in faith Oh so completely singing your praise My God, the great I am Show the world your abundant grace. I will not fear or hide. I will not turn my eyes. With you I keep my stride and run the race. I offer you my life, a living
Isn't it great? Come on. Isn't it great? That's better. You're allowed to respond. It's good. And, you know, as of now, that um, music, so the lyrics, the chords, the lyric video is all available online from our New Beginnings website. So we're going to actively get that out to the wider church. So it's music that they can sing as well. So it's music that everybody can sing. Um, And on the 29th of July is when we actually will be releasing for this church all of the music on a a CD, an album for you to take home. So if if there's a one to come along to, but I want to encourage you, come along to every week because it's going to be amazing, it's going to be fantastic. But if there's one to come along to, make sure you come along to the 29th. But I encourage you to come along each week as the new music and new worship comes up. Um, it's, a, it's a great initiative. It's a great effort. And I really just want to be encouraging to everybody here and to the worship team to keep going, keep striving, so that we continue to worship our Lord and our Saviour. Let's just pray together. Our Lord, just... Come upon us today in worship, in song, in spirit. May we glorify your name. May our lives reflect your love for us in all that we do. We pray this in your holy name. Amen.